Hello, and welcome to my podcast, Good Grief. My name is Dr. Christine Malone, and in this podcast, we talk about trauma, tragedy, and survival. In each episode, I will interview someone that has gone through grief in some way, and we will discuss the impact it has had on their life. By sharing these stories, we hope that others won't feel alone should they be going through similar situations. Enjoy. podcast. My guest today is Chelsea. I'll give you a couple of minutes to talk about yourself. Our episode uh, is titled Overcoming Guilt. Uh, so my name is Chelsea Reem. I'm married. I have two girls. One is six months, freshly six months. The other one is two years old. Uh, Luna's the new one, the tiny one. And then there's Echo and she's two. Like I said, um, I work for State Farm for sales. been doing that for two years. Before that, I owned a food truck. I actually yeah. sold it a week before the first lockdown for COVID. Oh, perfect time. Like, yeah, ran out of there. I got the check and ran. So, and then I got into insurance sales. So hard pivot, but yeah, that's good move. Yeah. Good move. <laughs> so you're joining me today and thank you for coming um, to talk about an accident that happened with your little sister um, when you were young and when she was young. So tell us about what happened. If you want to tell us about what led up to it or any circumstances um, of the event, how it happened. Yeah. So I was about eight. My sister Megan, so I'm the oldest. My sister Megan is the middle. She was about five. Um, as much as I remember, because our family doesn't really talk in depth about it, it's we've talked about it like once before. But um, it was our my childhood home, and something happened with the water heater. I guess it just like broke or it was malfunctioning. But my dad had drawn a bath. He's a He's a bath guy. <laughs> so something happened where it just was very, very hot, like scalding hot. And we didn't know. We were messing around in the bathroom. I did push her in and it's, you know, and I I deal with the guilt with that. But it was like playful. You know, you're just like, I'm going to shove my sister in here and just be mean, you know, and just it was a joke, right? Wasn't a joke. It was obviously terrible. But um, I ended up pulling her out too pretty quickly after. I mean, I don't I think she was probably in there for maybe 30 seconds to a minute. But within that time, it burned her from, I think it's 30% of her body, like neck down is second and third degree burns. And my parents were outside. So I had to go. So I pulled her out. I had to run and go get my parents who were outside. And I'm eight. I had to tell my parents quickly what happened. And then they wrap her up in a t- like a bunch of towels. And like we just drive. I remember my dad's holding her in the front seat um, wrapped up. Like I'd I don't even know if we got buckled. I just remember us getting in the car and we went to the hospital. I can't remember which one it was, but um, I even remember it's like little pieces I remember. And I remember being in the hospital, whichever we were, and I could hear her screaming. And like, that's kind of the thing that sticks with me the most is like being so young, you just get like pieces of the memory. And um, I remember her face when she first fell in, um, her screaming and then when we got to the hospital, I remember like everyone's like they're putting ice packs on her to just like cool her down, like try and stop the burns. And which I never thought water burns could burn so bad. Like, you know, like you scald, but I just didn't, I don't know. I just didn't know that it could be so horrible. But um, yeah, so they're packing ice on her and like it must have been some type of like CPS or something because I remember people talking to me because I there's a little girl who's burned. So it's like parents, like what the heck happened here? So it was like CPS got involved and like all this stuff. And yeah, so there's just pieces I remember, but she was, I don't remember what happened after that. My memory's pretty much gone after that. I know my parents brought me to my, um, 
my aunt and uncles to my cousin's house and they were just like, I don't even know if they told them. I think they're like, Megan's in the hospital. Can you watch the girls, me and my youngest sister, Madison? And they're like, yes. And then they were like in shock and they didn't want to ask what was going on. I was, I'm in shock. It was just a mess. Um, yeah, I don't remember it much after that. I just know we were kind of bouncing around houses. Like we were staying with them for a little bit. We'd stay with my grandparents, like living with them full time because my parents were, they get off work, they go to the hospital, right? Because my sister's in the hospital for months for treatment for the burns and like getting skin grafts and stuff. So I don't, for me, it felt like a really long time. I think it was only like three, four months where she was in the hospital, which is a long time. It's a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. And yeah, so I remember us living in different like relatives' houses. My parents were gone and it was just weird. Like memories like still come back and it's just kind of, it's just weird and garbled. But yeah, there's just certain points that I remember the most. Um, first of all, how's your sister today? How's she doing today? Um, incredibly well, actually. So she, and I've talked to my parents about this, but like in terms of the burns, I guess, which is kind of sad to think about, but when it's a young girl, they focus more like, are more careful with the skin grafts. So, which you think it's anybody, no one wants to, you know, have burns and scars. So you should take that care with everybody. But I know my mom pointedly said that they talked to my parents and were like, we are going to take very good care of her. And so she did have healthy skin where they could graft and the scars, like and, and as bad as it could have been, are look pretty good. Like they're very like, they took their time and they did a very good job on it. So her burns themselves are good. Her healing was great. Um, and then she's just tough as tough as hell. She's just like, I think you wouldn't know that happened. Like she's just not phased. She's not shy. She, um, we sent her to a burn camp. I can't remember how old she was, but I remember the first time, like, you know, the week it was at, um, Oh, the Seattle hospital children's Um, children's. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, so we, you go to children's and then the bus comes to children's and they take them to the burn camp. I think it was camp Yabsuit. Um, and she was like in tears, like she didn't want to leave. And then of course, when my parents pick her up, she's just like, I want to be there all the time. So it's burn camp. Like it's not like, just like, it sounds like it's kids who've gone through any type of traumatic burn. Mm -hmm. And so she's just like, and they're super normal. Like they're not going to, you know, sunscreen. We're going to do all the fun things. Like you're not going to feel like you're an odd man out here. So I think that also helped with her confidence. So kudos to my parents for doing that. And like, making sure that she had that safe place, but she's been going there forever. And then she became a camp counselor Mm -hmm. as soon as she could. And I think they even offered to like have her like have a bigger role in the camp as well. And I think she's just, I'm hoping she does it because she'd just be wicked at it, but she's just, she's so smart. She's so strong, so tough and kind. And I don't want to say like it helped, like it shaped her in any way because it was a very horrible traumatic thing, but She's just tough as nails. Now she's an EMT. And so I'm just, it's, she's amazing. But I'm sure it shaped her life in a way where she's at a space now where she's been able to give back to people that maybe she wouldn't be known about had Mm -hmm. this not happened to her. So how is your relationship with her today? Do you, do you ever talk about the accident or have you ever talked about the accident and are you close Mm -hmm. um, maybe compared to your other sister? So it's, thinking like when I was going to come on here, I was just like, man, I should probably like to talk to Megan about it. But it's like, I think it's just an unspoken rule that we went through this. It was really bad. 
I, we might've talked about it briefly at one point, but it's just, we don't talk about it. It's like, she knows how I feel. I know how she feels, I think, but me and Madison, my youngest have talked more in depth about it. Cause it's, it was more traumatic for her in a different way. So we've talked about that. And she's like, are you like, it's a six age, six year age gap for me and Madison. So it's just, I don't know. It's just a little different dynamic there, but I've told her about things that I've been guilty for, felt guilty about because um, Megan had to wear jobes mm-hmm. and it's just like that really breathable, like second skin to yeah. Yeah, protect the burns and let them heal. And I remember like, oh God, it's, I've told Madison this and I've never said this to Megan, but um, if I'd go to like hold her hand or something and I'd always like as a little kid thought it was gross, like just the feeling like it was a big bandage. And I, to this day have really bad guilt about that. Like just kind of thinking it was gross. Like she was gross. And it's like, you know, and I, I know it was a little kid thinking that and it wasn't in a malicious way, but it's still like, it's a horrible to think about that. You thought your sister like thought about my sister like that. So I've told Maddie this and I've never told Megan, but like stuff like that, where I've just, I can't, I don't think I could fess up to her, like look her in the face and say I ever felt that way. But yeah, so stuff like that, I've gone more in detail with Madison about and just like the small memories of like, like bath time was terrible. And I remember like, cause you have to take that off the jobs right. and you have to like, I just now as an adult with children and I just, I just can't even imagine, I can't believe my parents did it, but <clears throat> just having to like take that off and it's just crying. Like I just remember crying and screaming cause it was just so painful. And then you have to like put it back on, you have to put the ointments on and you have to do that, you know, multiple times a week. And it's just that, like that memory always sticks to me too. And it's just, the fact that we all came out of it the way we did and like are still as close as we are is like a testament, I think, to my family because it's just, I don't know if I could, (laughs) you know, you don't know how you'll handle trauma and I don't know how, Mm -hmm. I don't know how I would do if that happened to my children. How do you think it impacted your family dynamics, if at all? I mean, I mean, you're talking about your parents got your sister into the burn camp, which was mm-hmm. obviously really good for her. But um, how did they deal with the fact of you know you feeling like you was your fault, right? I mean, this all happened when you were in the room. Um, did you feel like your parents treated you any differently after that? There was only one moment, and I have told my dad this, and I felt so we yeah, so we both felt bad about it, but. Um, when we got in the car, like how I said, when my dad wrapped her up in the towel, we got in the car and he was holding her in the front seat. He was just like, because they don't know. They, I mean, we're both kids and they just come into me standing over my sister who's burned and crying and horrible. And so they're like, what happened? What happened? And I was like, you know, I pushed her in and she got burned. And I remember like my dad, and I know he didn't mean it in a bad way, but I remember him turning around and like, like glaring at me and like crying. And it didn't, I don't think he meant to like, this is your fault and I'm upset with you. I think it was just like, how could this happen kind of thing? And I've never had any type of negative feeling about that. Cause I know, I know that he didn't feel that way, but that's the only thing that has ever happened that made me ever feel that way. Besides that, it was just like, it was an accident. You were children. Not, nothing about it was malicious, but and my whole family, like grandparents, aunt and uncles, like it was always like, they're very tender. Like that was not your fault. Cause I mean, I know, I know I pushed her in. Like, I know that that action caused that. I know it wasn't malicious and I didn't do it to hurt her obviously, but I mean. You didn't know the water was hot. No, of course not. But it's like, it's still like, when I say like, oh, I pushed her in or like, oh, it's my fault. People are always like, oh no, 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 it's not your fault. Like, it's okay. And it's like, it's not my fault that I wasn't trying to do it like 
meanly, like I wasn't like intentionally trying to hurt her, but I'm not going to ignore the fact that it, I did cause it, you know, cause then I feel like that's just pretending, right? Like it's not, I'm not going to make up a story saying I had no fault in it. Cause I did. It just wasn't malicious. It's like anything with an accident, something you didn't mean to happen. I mean, yeah. you have a car accident and somebody mm-hmm. gets badly hurt. I mean, yes, you were the one that hurt, hit them and hurt them, but it's not intentional. Yes. And getting yeah. over those those types of situations where you're feeling that guilt is mm-hmm. very, very difficult. I think especially as a child, because mm-hmm. you're growing up with it and you haven't had a lot of things to cope with yet at that point in time in your life. Mm-hmm. So um as we end, I just want to know, do you have any any comments for our listeners on, you know, if they're dealing with some kind of, again, a guilt over something that wasn't their fault, it was an mm-hmm. accident, it wasn't their fault, um, especially if it has to do with someone that you really care about, if there's anything you would um, like to share? Yeah, I'd say therapy. Therapy? <laughs> therapy, yeah. for sure. Like, I remember, like, CPS like would come and, like, kept trying to talk to me, and I'd just be so over talking about it. And I'm like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. But I'm like, looking back, I'm like, I think, <laughs> I think we should have all maybe gone to family therapy and like all together and just be like, acknowledge it happened. And just maybe just, I don't know, I've never been to therapy. I everyone should do therapy. So I just think that would just start right away. Acknowledge it happened, especially when it's young children. I mean, my youngest sister had separation anxiety because we, oh. go- we were living with grandparents and stuff. She doesn't understand what happened. She's just like, my parents are gone. And my sister's hurt. And why am I living with my grandparents? And now I'm living with my aunt and uncle. And now we're at the daycare all day. Like it was just, she's, she felt abandoned. So I just think maybe doing, I mean, it's hard because they were in the hospital. They don't have time to do therapy as well, but, and I don't, I'm not blaming them at all. Like I, therapy is a lot different now than it was when we were children, you know? And this was their first time as parents with something so traumatic to happen. And, and of course, when you have something like that happen, the focus is on the injured child and Mm -hmm. the other children are, you know, they're fine physically. Mm -hmm. So let's just have them go to grandma's or your aunt and uncle or whatever, and we'll work with them later. But right now we have this more urgent issue. But again, I, I, with my own situation, when my children were young and their brother was injured, I remember we focused so much on the injured brother. And Mm -hmm. looking back, I think about how my older kids were kind of parsed off to different people because we didn't have time for them. Yeah. Focused on the injured child. So, um, parental guilt as mm-hmm. well. So, and I oh, God, once yeah. you become a parent yourself, you really realize how I would imagine if you, as a parent, you look back on that and mm-hmm. say, how would I have handled that as a parent? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you mentioned how strong your family is and so on, which is obviously part of how everybody has survived. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but yeah. Anything else you want to share with us? No, I was, that was great. Thank well, you. Thank you so yeah. much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you yes. for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Good Grief. To hear more about my personal story, please pick up a copy of the book, The Spider Killer, a memoir of trauma, tragedy, and survival. You can find the book on Amazon and Kindle.